what I did see. I saw Tim Cook's note and I saw basically that line. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Somebody's so. in a snit. we know what that song means it's time for episode number 31 of the promo up front podcast i am one of your hosts bill petrie with me as always the baron of the big game the general of guacamole the wing commander of wings well, the one and only kirby hossman kirby how the heck are you you know what i'm doing well man i um you know i always look forward to this every every week i know we talk about that a lot but i really do um and so that always brings me a great deal of joy this year the big game it's like it snuck up on me a little bit you know i i was downstairs working out this morning and, and somebody said it was four days and to the big game and i'm like oh man i don't have plans i don't am i going to friend's house i don't know what's going on i haven't heard much about the ads and so i'm excited for that uh, but I, it's just different this year. So I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Yeah, it seems like because of the pandemic, there's about as much pomp and circumstance and buildup as a JV, uh, seventh grade <laughs> JV volleyball game. Right. But um, it doesn't feel like normal Super Bowl week, but it, it, it can't. It can't be the big deal it normally is because of the pandemic. But you know what can still be a big deal, Kirby? What's that, Bill? Thank you for asking. That'd be our good pals over Jay Charles. You know, we know them as recognition and award experts. I mean, there's no question about that. They are, but there's so much more than you realize. And what I love about Jay Charles is they're experts, as we just mentioned, but what they really understand is that recognition not only boosts people's self-esteem and, and, and their performance, but it also, from a company perspective, it signifies that somebody notices and really, really, really cares in that they really understand in today's competitive business environment, that's the best way to attract and retain employees by showing them they're valued, they're rewarded and recognized. And I know you absolutely believe all of that. I, I do. And I think it's one of the things that 2020 showed us is the power of promo, whether obviously awards and recognition are a big piece of that. And I think, you know, it's always interesting to me when I hear the studies that talk about what it costs to replace an employee, especially a good employee. And when you understand the real cost of losing someone who's a valued employee, you realize <laughs> how little the investment is to truly show them how much they matter. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and they really are those experts and they really do such a great job. But like I mentioned earlier, there's so much more to Jay Charles. And I don't think people realize about their drinkware. And I don't know hmm. if you've seen some of their drinkware. It's truly fabulous. It's elegant. It's sophisticated. It's refined. It's drinkware that actually expresses gratitude. What we were just talking about. They have some really great products there. It's In fact, I was, I was thinking about this as I was writing this. Um, it's drinkware that's more than just kept and used it's displayed. Who displays mm. drinkware? I like that. That's good. Yeah. It's so it's really elegant. So if you want to learn more, and, and I know you do head over to jcharles.com and learn how J Charles is more than you realize. Now they can be more for you. It's not just awards and recognition. It's the drinkware. It's executive gifts, desk accessories, clocks, bowls, paperweights. They have a whole cadre of really cool products that not only kept and used, but displayed as we talked about. I love there it. Go. That's cool. Awesome. All right, man. All right. So we're at the promo front part of the podcast. That means we're going to talk about something promotional products related. Kirby Hossaman, it is your week to enjoy some promo upfronting. 
Yes. Let's promo up front together, shall we? Yeah, absolutely. So there's um, each each week. There's you know sometimes there's more than others. There's one that's I think pretty obvious. Uh, we can chat about it really quick. Um, but uh, PPAI made a big announcement this week, uh, Promotional Products Association, uh, that Bob McLean is I said the new head guy in charge uh, on an interim basis as they sort of roll out uh, the search for the. I think the, the permanent thing, I think I'm saying that right. Yep. Um, the permanent person. And so I, I guess just quickly uh, thoughts on Mr. McLean thoughts on the idea that they just any thoughts from Mr. Bill. Absolutely. The worst choice they could have made. I'm joking. <laughs> um, I actually had this on my list too. Bob, uh, Bob's a friend. I've known Bob for, I don't know, 10, 15 years. And so mm-hmm. I've worked with him on uh, some committee work. Bob is a straight shooter. He's extraordinarily intelligent. He's got that really wonderful financial mind. And so for an interim uh, president of the organization, leading said organization through some very murky and challenging financial times, I don't think there's a better selection. Um, Bob is a tremendously um, approachable, kind decent human being. And, and I, I mean those in the best possible ways. He's just a really good guy. And I think the uh, search firms say take about 12 to 18 months where they're going to find mm-hmm. a permanent replacement. And I think that's uh, appropriate. There's no reason to rush into it. You've got someone in the building who's already not only willing, but capable right. and capable of doing a, a great job. So I, I think honestly, to me, it was the obvious choice. Right. Yeah, no, and that was my take as well. I think your point, um, and I hadn't thought about this, but when you said the idea that, you know, he's the the financial brains and, and you're going through a time that at least for the next year or so, it's going to continue to be challenging from a financial perspective, having someone like that uh, holding the reins makes a ton of sense. I mean, my mm-hmm. again, I think we, you and I talked about this at one point, I don't know if it was on a podcast or just privately, um, but I, I was a little surprised they hadn't done this already. Um, they hadn't announced it almost immediately, um, but I, I think did. it does make sense that that uh, that Bob Bob's a great choice. So I'm excited. Yeah, my guess is they wanted to wait until they found the right search firm to help them conduct the search. Okay, that makes um, sense. And and I love the fact, like I said, and I love the fact that they've retained an outside search firm. We we've talked about this before, but it bears speaking again. If you ask me. I hope they consider people certainly from the not-for-profit uh, world, the, the uh, uh, world where Paul and, and Bob come from, but I also hope they consider people from the promotional products world um, yeah. to for that position. I hope that they, you know, that that's why I think it's important they cast a wide net. Females, minorities, everybody should have a crack at this in terms of finding the best person. And yeah. I think it's a wonderful, wonderful thoughtful and intentional way to approach the uh the vacancy i love it cool all right that's awesome that's that's the promo up front all right we have promoed up fronted (laughs) um so there you go so so a lot of things i've noticed a lot of companies you know obviously nobody went to vegas this year for expo right and a lot of companies that's where they normally would do their award ceremonies and so one of the things we've talked about ad nauseum Mm-hmm. is how companies are adjusting to having trade shows and doing in, you know, how are they selling virtually? The one thing we haven't talked about is virtual award ceremonies, which mm-hmm. a couple people have actually done. A halo comes to mind. And the reason this came as a topic is I know Terry McGuire and the team there just, just did that last week. Mm-hmm. 
I wanted to get your thought uh, thoughts on the advantages and disadvantages of having awards virtually, not because we have to, but maybe in the future they would want to do that. And I have some thoughts if you'd like me to go first or I can <laughs> shut no. my pie hole. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll go. And, and then I'm, I'm curious to hear your take on it. Um, so here, here's my take. I've, I've actually helped put some virtual ones together um, here locally um, through video. Um, I think the, much like we talked about with trade shows, I think it's really important to not try and recreate a live version of, you know, of the event when we we did it this for our local chamber of commerce and it was like we were still trying to surprise people which we had done in the past at a live event but right. it, it it just doesn't translate very well when you're because it's like why are you here for this videotaping <laughs> you know so I, once we got over that hump it was actually kind of cool in some ways because like for example um our lifetime achievement award of our communities shocktonian we honestly generally try to surprise them these are mm -hmm. people who would be coming to the event anyway, right? So it's very right. easy to do. And we, we sneak in their family and the whole nine yards. This time we, were, we had to tell the winner up front. Well, he actually prepared a speech that went along with it. And it was kind of cool to yeah. the point where we're reconsidering, hey, maybe we should tell them in advance anyway so that they can have prepared yeah. remarks. Um, <clears throat> so to me, it's like, there's gonna be some pieces of it. All of that being said, I can't freaking wait to do it in person again. Yeah. Like th though there's some things I think we can take. I think doing recognition in person when you can is still the best. I, I would agree. So I, again, I have the advantage mm -hmm. um, to figure out what my advantages and disadvantages are for mm -hmm. a virtual, um, a virtual awards gala. I think one of the advantages and one of the things Halo did, which I thought was lovely Halo is a huge organization. They yeah. can't bring everybody out to Vegas. So they were able to actually include their support staff nice. in the award ceremony, which yeah. I think is a wonderful thing. And I hope as we come out of the pandemic, as we get back to quote unquote, what used to be normal, that they bring in a component where at least the people who are on support staff can you know get in and watch. There's technology yeah. to be able to do that. I love that. Yep, I also cool. thought, I think it has really jarred creativity. I think a lot of the awards type galas have become a wash, rinse, repeat uh, situation mm -hmm. where it's like, this is how we do it. This is how we do it. And I've been to a million of those things, as have you. And there's always people grumbling about, okay, we got to sit through this. We got to sit through that. We got to sit through that. And I think this has forced some creative uses of the technology platforms to keep people engaged. And, mm -hmm. and I think hopefully that re-energized people. I think some of the disadvantages, I think the biggest one and the, really the only one I came up with other than what you touched on was, there's still, there's three moments, in my opinion, when you get an award, the moment of anticipation, the moment of the presentation and the moment of the memory. I think exactly what, and I love what you talked about, you know, maybe we should let people, we told people before so they can prepare remarks. I think that robs one of those moments. You never have that moment in public and you, it's hard, even harder on video. You don't have that moment in public where people are clapping for you. Sure. Uh, People are, you, you don't get that moment. And, and I think you've won some awards. I've been fortunate enough to win a couple. And you have that moment where you get to stand up there and this audience, however big they are, or small yeah. they are, they're happy for you. And you Basking don't it. get that. You don't get that moment of, I did it. Or as you walk off the stage, someone just slapped you on the back. Hey, that's awesome. It robs one of those moments. And I don't know if there's any way around that virtually. <laughs> No, I think I, I think that's a great point. And it's funny because, um, again, I think we did our best to do, and I, I'm proud of what we were able to do Absolutely. here for this. 
but literally we've already told the people who won the awards this year, Hey, we're going to do a live recognition of it at the at next yeah. year's event too. And so, yeah, I, I think that there is, there's something you just can't replace. No, there, it's one you, you're still gonna have that moment of anticipation and you're yep. still gonna have the memory. It's just, you're never gonna have that moment of presentation. Yeah. I but, like it. That's a good one. You know what? Yeah. You know what I was also thinking about Kirby? What's that, Bill? I love promotional products. <laughs> I love them a lot. In fact, I love them so much. We share a promotional product every week on this very podcast. So I've got an oldie but a goodie. And the reason I brought this out, I actually use this because it's cold here. It's been very cold here. Um, I get up every morning, as I think you know. I walk the dog. The other day it was 20 degrees outside. I'm wearing shorts because I'm getting ready to go work out. So I'm very cold. So I broke out one of my favorite products of all time, two of them actually, a okay. Redwood Classics uh, pre-loved scarf. We got okay. this, uh, I believe, at SKUCon. Oh, got the logo upside down for people who are watching. Yep. Um, if you're That's looking, it's one. really really soft uh, piece of uh, of scarf, and it's used in an old flannel shirt, so you can actually see the buttons on. It's very cool stuff. <laughs> That's fun. Um, and then. Mittens, same thing. Pre-loved. It's got some uh, old fabric here that was used on some apparel. And awesome. done by Redwood Classics, Kathy Chang. And I know you you know Kathy. Kathy is a, a friend of the show. And, and I love Kathy. She's so wildly creative up in Canada. I love what she does with apparel. Yeah. Um, it's really, really cool stuff. And uh, I just, I, I thought about that. I'm like, that is a really cool one. <laughs> and I love the sustainability aspect of it. I love how fun it is. And it's Damn, it's warm. So. And, it, and this time of year, it is funny how I put a premium on warm and less on fashion. Um, got that I right. Not that that's not fashionable. I don't mean it that way. But it just like, man, it, when it gets like this, I think somebody told me, and you know, I don't pay attention to the weather forecast because yeah. I'm just always afraid it's going to piss me off. But right. uh, somebody said that will. on Monday, uh, it's supposed to be uh, potentially down to a low of negative 20 here in Yo. So, Yo. Yeah. Yo, that's cold. Yeah, yeah. So, well, so the mittens it is. Have, I about to say, you have some mittens and scarf. I know you've got a set of these. Absolutely. Break them out. Yeah, it's time. All right, Kirby, you got another topic for us? Yeah, I've got a couple here. Um, I'm going to go with this. So um, I don't know if you've seen in uh, the media, there's been a bunch of going back and forth between Apple and Facebook, two of the, the tech giants of our time, right? Um, go ahead. No, I've seen it, but I kind of got glaze eye and I yeah. really didn't read any of it. So no. I'm going so to I'll give you just a from, little bit, just a okay, little good, bit. Because so, I'm speaking from a very uninformed place. Not yeah. like, uh, not, not like usual. Yeah. <laughs> so, so essentially they've been taking shots across the bow against each other. So uh, Zuckerberg and Facebook have uh, kind of complained publicly done, uh, uh, I think some full page ads complaining about the privacy pieces that Apple is all of a sudden introducing. And right. then Tim Cook actually came back and said, look, if, if your entire business model is, is based on stealing people's data, then you don't have very good business. I mean, like, that's what, that, that's what I did see. I saw Tim Cook's note and I saw basically that line. It's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Somebody's so, in a snit. Yeah. So, so I sort of have a, a couple just to set the stage. That's what's going yeah. on. So I, I guess the first question is, where do you see this going? And then I want to get into the conversation about the marketing side of this, because yeah. so many of us are, are utilizing social media to market ourselves. No question. So uh, it's very interesting to me how over the past 15 years or so, um, 
where, you know, especially with the passing of Steve Jobs, I think it was what, 2012-ish, mm-hmm. um, you know, when Tim Cook became CEO. It's very interesting to me how when Steve Jobs was part of Apple, they were the bad guys. Mm-hmm. They were just do- too dominant. They were bad guys. And now it's like Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook, they're the bad guys. So it's very interesting to me how that dichotomy is completely flipped. Um, but I have to agree with Tim Cook here. Um you know, you're, you're a data collection service and we all willingly give you our data because it's fun to get likes and comments and loves and share and share and share. So I, I guess I fall on the side of, you know, I don't know if you have a bad business model if you're a data collector. I just think that's your business model. So I'm not yeah. saying it's good or bad. I think it's for other people to decide. Yeah. Well, I think that the, the part that I come back to, mm-hmm. and I guess this is the part that ties it to sort of our marketing, marketing side, is it's a conversation that I think you and I have had in the past that is um, rented versus owned media. And I think mm-hmm. it, so the concept, Joe Polizzi talks about this, is that, you know, we're used to renting media. We're used to uh, pay, you know, the radio station has the attention. We rent that attention from them so that we can right. do it. The same thing is true with social media. Um, and all of those platforms, they own the, they own the attention. We're renting it. And it, it, I think it goes back to the importance. And at least this is where my mind is, is I'm like, I need to work harder to gain the trust of prospects and customers to own their media. I, I need to Correct. capture more emails. I need to, uh, so that if I want to communicate with them, I have control over that. A change in algorithm does not. But it also goes back to value, a value exchange, right? I mean, you, you use the radio example, you know, but even back 30 years ago, we had a choice. Do I listen to the radio and fight through the commercials? Because that's the, that's the cost. That's yeah. the price. doesn't really cost me financially, but that's the price. I've got to listen to ads so I can hear the next Van Halen song or whatever. Right. Or I can pop in a CD and hear very predictably what I want to listen to. Right. The same thing here, you know, you are giving your data, that is the price for access to an entire community of people. Right. And you have to decide if that's something you're willing to do or not, or what level you're willing to do it. And there are options to limit that. So I, you know, I don't look at Zuckerberg as a bad guy because we're, you know, that's like, it's, it's, I, I'm trying to think of an analogy, but that's like, you know, complaining to the guy who runs the buffet uh, because you eat too much there. Yeah. It's up to you, eat yeah. what you want and don't eat, what you don't want and same, same type of thing. I think yeah. that was a decent analogy. Anyway. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. I, I, I just think from a business perspective, so there, cause yeah. it's two perspectives, right? There's the, yeah. just the, the, Hey, I'm going on Facebook so that I can chill out and have right. a glass of wine. And then there's the, I want to market to people and there's oh, two different perspectives there. But that's, so that, I'm sorry, I didn't tie that all together. That's the value exchange too. Is the marketing you're doing, does it have value? Are you right. giving value? I think that's why you and I so fervently passionately embrace content marketing. If you look at the yeah. content, if you look at the marketing Hassaman marketing does, and I would say, if you look at the, the uh, advertising and marketing that Brandivate does 80% of it's give. Yeah. Maybe it's to impart some knowledge. Maybe it's to make you smile. Maybe it's to say, hope you had a great week. There's always an ask somewhere during the week, but 80% of it is give, give, give. Yep. That's how you drive engagement. And that's how you, you know, you give value in, in that platform, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I like it. Cool. All right. Awesome. Kirby, do you wear a mask when you go out in public? I do. Do you wear headphones sometimes when you go out in public? Rarely. 
Well, what if I told you okay. there's now a mask that comes with a pair of Bluetooth headphones oh, called the Mask Phone? Okay, that's fun. So it comes with, uh, it's about 50, 50 bucks. Comes with eight hours of battery life. It's got a sleeve in it. You can put some KN95 uh, filters through there and all that. Okay. It can get wet. Um, and so, you know, you can actually live your COVID life, <laughs> mask up, have your earbuds on and listen to your favorite podcast like, I don't know, promo up front <laughs> i love it so i want to ask you this now think about it is that a great product or not oh i think it's a great product um it's actually one of the things that i love when when new categories pop up it's you know initially you're going to have the people who are like okay i can do a mask i can do a mask i can do a mask and i think then all of a sudden you start looking at people start innovating around the product to yeah. me this is a really great idea and we'll see see, see uh, again for the uh, foreseeable future as the masks continue to be i think uh having having that i mean just like one of the things we talked about this just popped in my head is i was just on a plane recently i really struggle picturing getting on a plane without a mask at this point for a little bit right so that's where i'm like well maybe i'm not wearing a mask Mm -hmm. good lord willing uh i won't have to wear it soon but when i get back on the mask oh it'd be cool to be able to have bluetooth headphones listen to a book whatever while i'm on the plane so i think it's cool i am going to take the complete opposite i think it's one of the (laughs) dumbest things i've ever seen and i'm going to tell you why okay i'm wearing bluetooth earbuds right now i put on a mask over it 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 works separately i don't need a one that comes that slide, you know, it's a wired, wired Bluetooth earbuds. I don't need that sliding through the mask. So I don't lose them. I think they work fine, fine the way they are. Okay. So I think so, it's a silly little product. So the number one way I've heard a million people, a million suppliers say this, the number one way to sell more of a specific product in the industry <laughs> is to put a carabiner on it. Oh, right? no question. <laughs> right? no question. And so, my, my, my analogy with that is always like, oh, cool. I can't wait to see what's got a blinking light on it this year. It's the yeah. same product from last year, but it's got a blinking light. Yeah. Yep. And so, so I think adding additional functionality, it doesn't bother me at all. I think it's innovative. It's some, to me, it's somewhere in the middle. I think yeah. it's, I can't believe nobody's thought about packaging those two things together. Yeah. Uh, it's taken almost a year. I, I actually cracks me up. I wouldn't get it because honestly, I do like when sometimes when I go to the grocery store or whatever, I do have earbuds in and I've got the mask on. I don't think I need it as part of the mask. Yeah. Um, That's but, fair. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I feel like that. So like an example, so yeah. a, be- a beanie, like I think yeah. it was a couple of years ago, I think Prime Line came out with yeah. a, a, one that you could wear and it had headphones built into it. And I was like, I don't know if I would use it or not, but I still thought it was cool. It was cool, and I have one of those. Okay. It just because it's it goes on your ear. It the it, the the music isn't rich. It's not. It's very tinny. Maybe the technology is better now. But yeah, I thought. But that got me thinking, Kirby. Okay, what other mashup products can we put with a mask that we don't have yet? Now we've seen the mask with the trap door, so people can eat. Right. Yep. We've seen the mask with the straw hole, so people can to enjoy a beverage. What about a mask with earmuffs to keep your our listeners warm as they're oh, walking uh, around in Coshocton, Ohio on a cold dude, day? Dude, I actually love that because it's the one that time. That's a pretty like, good right, idea. Right now, I am not minding wearing a mask outside because right, it's freaking right. cold, man. <laughs> so yeah, earmuffs like with a mask. Somebody needs to come with. And I was going to say a beanie. A beanie with a mask? Yeah. Saying, yep. How about a mask with a voice modulator so you can sound like Darth Vader? <laughs> That's a good one. That's really And fun. then the last one, and you feel free or to Bane. add, and you or anybody, I'm sorry. Or Bane. Bane, yeah, that'd From be good. Yeah. That's right. Oh, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> um, uh, mask with a speaker, 
so you can use like a soundboard. <laughs> so you can use funny movie quotes as you okay. go through your life. Well, actually, I was going to say a sound with something that amplifies your voice because so many times it's hard to hear mm -hmm. um, people who are wearing it. I don't hate yep. that either. So. Okay. All right, Kirby. We are now at the party of the back section. We're going to try something different. Okay. Now, Amy Hossman has given you an envelope. I don't think you actually need it. You only need it as a backup, okay? So right it. now, what and I'm going to so you can it. leave that seal. You've not opened it. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I'm going to share my screen. Okay. <clears throat> and uh, we are going to play a little Jeopardy. All right, okay. then. <laughs> so this is Super Bowl-themed Jeopardy. I will be your Alex Trebek. God rest his soul. Kirby, there's three categories. We have NFL actors, football foods that make you full, and it's halftime. Kirby, where would you like to go first? The, the dance floor is yours. Wow, this is really creative. And let's see. We're going nice to see how work. well you score. Yeah, but nice work on this, man. Um, okay, I'm going to go NFL actors for 100. NFL actors for 100. This Hall of Fame running back appeared in the Naked Gun movies, but might be best known for a 1994 car chase in Los Angeles. Beep, beep. Who is O.J. Simpson? Let's see if you got it right, Kirby. Who is O.J. Simpson? Let's give him 100 points. Very nice, Kirby. <laughs> Feeling strong. Uh, the board is still yours. Uh, I'll go uh, NFL Actors 200. Excellent. Wonderful. Considered one of the greatest players of all time, his role in the Dirty Dozen launched a career that led to roles in The Running Man and Mars Attacks. I'm going to go with who is Jim Brown. Who is Jim Brown? Correct. Next. Uh, just so I can move around, let's do football foods that make you full for 100. Football foods make you full for 100. Americans will consume over 1.45 billion of these spicy treats named after a city in New York State. Uh, what is Buffalo Wild Wings? What are Buffalo Wings? We'll accept that answer. Thank you, okay. Kirby. Next. Let's go. It's halftime for 100. This is, you've done a great job on this. this is a really holy wardrobe <laughs> malfunction, Batman. This performer was partially and accidentally disrobed by Justin Timberlake during the 2004 Super Bowl. Who is Janet Jackson? Correct. You are running the board, Kirby. This is really amazing. I, dude, I remember that that day. Uh, let's go uh, halftime. I'm not going to ask why, by the way. Oh, well, it's just, it was the ultimate, it was the ultimate, what What just happened? Yeah. <laughs> like, did, did you say it's halftime for 200? I, I did. Sorry. Excellent. Wonderful. As if it were a planned part of the show, the heavens opened as this performer closed the 2007 halftime show with Purple Rain. Who is Prince? Who is Princess Wright? Thank you very much. We're starting to get a little harder now, Kirby. Okay. Uh, well, let's go NFL actors for 300. NFL actors for 300. This Detroit Lions star appeared in the Blazing Saddles and Porkies, but is best known for the sitcom Webster. You're right. This is harder. I can picture his face. Doot, doot, doot. Who yeah. is Alex Karras? Yeah. Who is Alex Karras? Okay. All right. I didn't All get right, that next. One. Uh, let's go uh, NFL actors for 400. Just to Closing out the category. This two-time Super Bowl MVP starred in 80s movies classics such as Hooper and the Cannonball Run, but is really remembered for his nude scene in 2006's Failure to Launch. Who is Terry Bradshaw? Who is Terry Bradshaw? And no one should ever, ever have to see that. Closing <laughs> out the category. Very nice, Kirby. Uh, football foods that make you full. Football food. Which, uh, what number amount? 200, sorry. We'll just go in order. It will take over 50 million cases of this hoppy beverage to quench the thirst of American spectators during the Super Bowl this year. What is beer? What is beer is correct. Look at you. Next. Uh, football foods for 300. 
Wonderful. Over 14 billion of this popular sandwich will be eaten on Super Bowl Sunday. Enough to even make Ronald McDonald jealous. Huh. Uh, I'm going to go cheeseburger or burger. What is? What are hamburgers? You yeah. did not answer in the form of a question. We are going to deduct for that. <laughs> oh, come on. Nope. Uh, what? Uh, let's go football foods for 400. I, look, I went to the trouble of making a Jeopardy board. We're playing by the rules. <laughs> Over 8 million pounds of this movie staple and likely the healthiest of snacks consumed will be eaten during the game. Um, what is celery? Uh, movie staple? It'd be, what is popcorn? Ooh, hold on, let me do my Alex Trebek. Ooh, sorry. What is popcorn? What is popcorn? Let's <laughs> yeah, see. okay, I'm out. All right. Uh, All right, two it's more. Half it's halftime. Half time. Okay, okay, let's see if we can go back to the positive here. This positive education group has performed during halftime four times more than any other performer. I have no idea. <laughs> no idea. Toot, toot, toot. What is up with people? Okay. 1976, 1980, 1982, 1986. So really more your time. Okay, back to zero, Kirby. You have one <laughs> more. You are at zero with one left. All right, let's last, do it. Last one. This pop sensation was surrounded by two sharks as the fireworks went off in 2015. Uh, I'm going to go, who is, I, I don't know. I, who's Katy Perry? Very good, Kirby. Who is Katy Perry? <sighs> Look at you. I'm going to stop sharing my screen. Very well done. <laughs> well done. Awesome job. That was awesome a job. No, awesome job by you. Holy crap. You spent some time on that. You, you, uh, <laughs> you went, you got in the positive. You ended up with $400, which will be Venmoed to you yeah, sure. by, um, <laughs> Let's go ahead and go with Brian Jolin. He looks rich with cash these days. Okay, sounds good, man. That was fun. Flush, flush with some Skrilla, yo. Okay. But you know who else is awesome these days? Who's that, though? Good pals, Jay Charles. That's right. We talked about how they're the awards and recognition experts, but there's so much more. And one of the things I really want to talk about is they have these beautiful, beautiful, elegant, sophisticated, and refined drinkware. It's drinkware that's more than just kept and used it's displayed and you can use that to give and express gratitude to your employees. That's going to lead to client loyalty or there. I'm sorry. That's going to lead to employee loyalty. That's yeah. going to lead to increased retention and increased performance. So uh, any of you distributors think about that as you look at your clients and how they're recognizing people, especially in times we're in right now, recognition has never been more important than it is today. Super cool, man. And with that, we close out promo up front number 31. Kirby, I want to thank you for having the courage to play Jeopardy, having the courage to podcast with me on this lovely, lovely day. Oh, quick, before we go, okay. Super Bowl prediction. Let's go. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm going to go. It, it's really hard to bet against Kansas City. They look so good. So I'll go. Um, I bet the over <laughs> and Kansas City winning. How about that? Okay. I'm going to say the Bucks win 35 to 31. Okay. All right. All right. Like now it. we're out. That's right.